Season 3, Episode 3 of Strange Brow Radio. I'm back. My name's Tobe Johnson, and you're listening to Strange Brow Radio. Rate, review, subscribe, hit the thumbs up button, find us over at YouTube. It's all over the place. It's still in the ether of the interweb. Also check out our sponsors over at MetallicMonsters.com. Whether you're playing Magic the Gathering or just adding some crazy stuff to your bookshelf, Metallic Monsters. Also Feral by Aaron, E-R-Y-N, all one word, Feral by Aaron over at Etsy. Museum quality, beautiful alchemy sound tools. Check it out at Feral by Aaron. All right, I'll tell you what's going on here in a moment. We'll be right back. It has been some time since we've last spoken, but here I am. Don't you feel safe already? It's been a wild month. I think it's been about 30 days or so since uh, we last put out a podcast here for the public. Season 3, Episode 2 with David Bacara, Expedition Bigfoot Museum. You should check out that episode if you haven't. And subscribe to where you can find all of our content over at YouTube. You can find us anywhere online. And, of course, the algorithms will thank you if you hit the like button or subscribe. All that good stuff. And you're going to want to do that based upon what's coming your way. Now, like I said, it's been a crazy month. Uh, lots changed in my life. Uh, at the moment when I did this, I'm without a car, which if you've, you know, one to feel vulnerable for a second <laughs> and you've had a car your whole life and you're suddenly... Uh, going on your second week of not having one, uh, it is a tough position to, to go in. But when buying a used Subaru, always make sure that the spark plugs are not disjointed. In this case, I believe it was the spark plug wires. Nah. So I found myself stranded on I-5 southbound, and uh, so now we have somewhat of a new engine being installed here. In this rather beautiful Subaru, which I've always been a fan of the uh, older 2008-2007 Subaru body style. I'm crazy like that. So that's what's been going on in my world. Also working on something I'll tell you about towards the end of this broadcast. But largely this is going to be an episode between you and me updating you with some projects coming my way. Unavoidable things for me to talk about that would get in the way of a guest And so, let's talk. Coming up on October 27th, the day after yours truly's birthday, I don't even remember how old I am, I think I'm probably 46, 46 46-ish, on the wrong side of 40, anyway. On the the 27th, at the Manresa Castle, the haunted historic Manresa Castle, you'll find us back doing our podcast live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, it is a free event and is your chance to go into a bit of history. If you haven't ever been to the Manresa Castle, well, you've already missed out on plenty, including their just silly Halloween costume party, which I don't believe they're having this time. But you're going to find me there along with uh, all my podcast gear. And in this case, I'm really going to need it because we have a debate coming up between flesh and blood and the not so flesh and blood 
And that is going to be a fun night for, for everybody that shows up and is a part of this debate. And I'm going to tell you more next time we're here about who's going to be debating and the format of it all. But that is coming up on October 27th. 2021 at Manresa Castle. Now, I'm going to try to stream this live on YouTube. We'll see how that works with the connection. Sometimes these things flub out, and I don't want that to happen in this case. So it's your chance to come check us out over at Manresa Castle. And if we do upload it as a live event, it's going to be on the Strange Brow Radio YouTube channel. But truly, you do want to come out to these live events and... uh, That is going to be on a weekday. I believe it's a Wednesday at the Manresa Castle. Check that out. The second thing I wanted to announce is where the heck is the strange stroll? The one that I did at the farm, the Northern State Mental Asylum. Well, it's been shot for over a month now and it hasn't been uploaded anywhere. Well, the SD card might be in the parking lot at the mental asylum. Uh, After shooting that, um, I had some company show up at the farm with me. I got a little disjointed regarding, you know, newbies in the night walking up on me at this uh, abandoned, forgotten mental asylum out in Cedra Woolley. And I cannot find the SD card. I can find the Psionics night vision card, but that's only 13 minutes of me walking around. Um, The other 45 minutes or so of me doing... EVPs and black lights and uh, or looking for EVPs and working the SLS box and um, you know all sorts of nuttiness that uh, I cannot find it so I'm gonna have to head back and redo it Um, and then as soon as that's uploaded I'll let you know but as of now it is gone and uh, there's not much I can do about that so I'll tell you a little bit about uh, the farm itself. I mean, getting into the actual mental asylum where you can actually walk around with patients that are still housed there. This is not the farm side of things. This is the actual northern state asylum. Um, You have till roughly sunset to walk the property, which is um, a very strange experience for sure. Kind of sad, really, too, because you have the dilapidated history of Northern State hanging around uh, all around these these patients that are still housed there and basically in cages, some of them. So very I say cages and I know I'm going to get in trouble for that. But when you see somebody walking around a giant fence with razor wire on top of it outside, it looks like a cage. Um, So that's. That's what I experienced there. Now, I didn't film over there. I waited till the sun went down and did my uh, did my filming over at the part where you can film at. I've got to quit hitting the microphone here. So as soon as I find the extra footage of that, I will let you know. and um, Or I'm going to have to go reshoot it as well. And then we'll get the next Strange Troll vote up and going. The next thing I wanted to mention, too, is there is a museum going in... Forks, Washington. It is by, um, well, the owner here, I don't know if he necessarily wanted me to say his name. I will tell you that the name of the museum is Asquatch the Legend. And it is not only a museum, but it's going to be a gift shop. You can go to sasquatchthelegend.com 
to get a look at the website where they have their other gift stores and uh, learn a little bit about their provenance. But I cannot think of a better place for a big Bigfoot Sasquatch gift shop than Twilight, Washington on 101, home of vampires, home of werewolves, and now home of Sasquatch. So the gift store on 101 is literally maybe 85 feet away from where this museum is going. And it was packed when I went in there. Now this is, I took a, a solo tour of this place here to take some measurements. And it is a huge building. I mean, it's, it's in my opinion, going to be um, a really massive undertaking to fill up with gifts and artifacts and everything in between. And I have been asked to do my part in doing just that, along with uh, some other people, too. Um, I think there's a, a giant mural being painted on the side uh, as well. It's going to be a la Sasquatch. And I should say a la mode because I think it used to be a giant ice cream store. <laughs> and it, it was a historic bar, come to find out, as well. And it has the original floorboards in there. It looked absolutely fantastic as far as aged authenticity. And it looked pretty haunted to me. <laughs> so, you know, if you listen to David Bacara's last interview I did with him, these museums have a, a way, uh, Sasquatch museums uh, do at least, and probably other types of gift stores and museums that have these objects in them, these these objects with, uh, you know, a certain amount of paranormal residue still attached to them. Uh, so whether or not it has activity already, I don't know, but I think it's about to because... Uh, we're going to be putting in a new rendition of Biggie. And if you don't know who Biggie is, uh, Biggie is, uh, well, he's big. He's about an eight-and-a-half-foot-tall Sasquatch that I made. And he's almost as wide as he is tall. He's about three-and-a-half-foot-tall, life-size replica of the Olympic Sasquatch. And I think that's appropriate since we're going to be up in the Olympic Peninsula putting this baby up there. So, I'm in the final stages here. I wanted to reposition him, uh, fix his paint job up a little bit. And there is a relatively new face that I've made for Biggie as well. And I kind of put some pictures out of uh, a Biggie, sent them over to friends and such. But uh, I'm kind of waiting to release the whole thing for, for the opening day so people can come take a look at him. And that is going to be uh, towards the middle of September, uh, end of September time frame is uh, when the doors are going to open. Now, I don't know if they're going to have an opening, grand opening day. I don't know how this is going to work when they unveil Biggie. But since he is so big, it's a big project. And that's where my other time has been spent. If I haven't been chasing down car parts, which because of everything going on right now, if you tried to get a can of spray paint, I think it's tough to get dog food is tough to find, at least out in this parts, and car parts especially. So building Biggie along the way here has been uh, not totally a challenge, but um, there's a fair amount of uh, things that I need in order to get Biggie looking extra big and realistic. And I'm going for realism here, not only in proportion, but everything in between and individually laying down hairs one by one so they lay correctly on the face 
uh, redoing the feet and the hands, adding veins where there should be veins. I mean, how often do you see vein work on your Bigfoot statues? Well, you're going to hear, and you're going to see it only in Forks, Washington, at Sasquatch the Legend Museum. Now, beep, 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 beep. This is a news bulletin. If you live, well, let's say, less than 60 minutes away, there is an opening at this museum to run the thing because the owners of the museum don't live here. And I think they're going to stay here for the next couple of months and get things going, but they're looking for a manager. They're looking for a full-time face and someone that knows something about Bigfoot, hopefully close to Forks itself. Now, there's lots of people that live out that way. I know the Olympic project is out that way. They don't have any applications coming their way, but you can fill out an application do it now. Go to sasquatchthelegend.com. Scroll, scroll, scroll to the bottom, and there you will see application. And I don't know if they're looking for just one position, two position. I don't know many days of the week they're going to be open, but I need someone to be Biggie's bodyguard, <laughs> especially around the little kids that want to pull. So do uh, apply if you are knowledgeable about the subject matter, um, have maybe previous management or retail experience and, and or maybe a historian someone retired who uh, has taken a long COVID break and wants to do something different i'm going to try to be out there too um, as much as uh, time will allow to uh, set up my end of the thing which uh, not only going to be the bigfoot statue but the book the owl moon lab is coming out and not only will it be available at this museum, it'll be available on Amazon, it'll be available anywhere you can go, you know, download an ebook or an order a paper book, a paperback book. And this is where the other time has uh, been sucked away. I have been <laughs> up to my eyes in Al Moon shit. <laughs> and uh, that's the way it goes. I mean, you, you have to fall in love with the subject matter to be completely overwhelmed by it. And at this point, um, I'm not sick of it, but you know, when you're combing over the book, looking for grammatical errors and formatting it, and in this case, embedding, uh, I guess I can say it, embedding QR codes on page to page. So you can have an interactive experience as a reader. And so this is the part where I want to take over here to explain to you what's happening now. Doug Hycheck has started a publishing company along with his son, Alex and Blaine. It's called Hanger One Publishing. Go check it out now. Hanger, the number one, publishing.com. If you're a UFO nut, you know what that means. Go check it out. And there's a few publishers on there right now, and there's going to be a whole lot more. Now, the Al Moon Lab is an interactive, maybe virtual experience from what I'm hearing from Doug. Because Doug's the brains behind the tech side here. I'm only the one trying to archive and curtail everything so it makes sense. So not only is this book going to be available as something that you can read, but as you go along here, and this is what I've been waiting to find. I mean, this is a dream come true as an artist to find somebody that can help me with a vision here that's kind of been locked up in just me telling the story or in the, the occasional coming back and doing a podcast with more sounds. 
Um, I was in the process of making a documentary on my own outside of Flash of Beauty. And it was going to be about 45 minutes. You could download it on YouTube and there it would be. That's no more. Um, the patrons over at patreon.com forward slash strangebrow radio got to see the 15 or 18 minutes that were available of that small uncut documentary that I had. And there it shall stay. Um, also, the audiobook, not quite sure if I'm going to leave that up either. So, for a limited time, if you go over to patreon.com forward slash strange bow radio, you can listen to the audiobook and download this 15 minute documentary. Um, but those are most likely going to stay only over at patreon.com. The book is going to be totally immersive and interactive. And my hope is, is that it will be a seamless way for you to read along with the story, which some of you might be familiar with. But in short, the Al Moon Lab is a paranormal place, a hot spot, uh, a place where the veil is thin, a portal where the supernatural came in freely for one reason or another and was confirmed by, I think I counted over 15 people that confirmed the activity of one shape or another uh, that happened out there. No, And to elaborate on that, just go back and listen to the Mark Parker interview I did. Um, I don't know the exact episode number, but if you look for the episode entitled Ales and Tales and an interview with Mark Parker, you'll get an idea of how active this place was. So it wasn't just me. It wasn't just Daryl Adams. There was a whole lot more, including the cast and crew of Flash of Beauty, who were totally new to this phenomenon, now have their own testimony about not only that place, but all the places in between and all the other witnesses they've spoken about and how their lives have changed. We've gone over this familiar territory as well, but the trail of Bigfoot is a strange one and it winds and twists and goes in circles at times. So here we are again. Now, as you're reading along with this book here, um, you can in fact go to the strangebrowradio.com website, strangebrowradio.com, and immediately it should be the home page will take you into a teaser of the book, the book cover, and the QR codes and what's available when you scan them. Now, so what is a QR code? Well, if you've been to a restaurant lately, um, certainly last year, they may have handed you just a barcode or what's called a QR code and you take your smartphone camera and as soon as it hits that QR code, it automatically opens a website. Well, we did that with this book, only it's taking you immediately to a hidden YouTube channel. It's not very hidden. It's a public YouTube channel with hidden videos. And I think there's over 41 QR codes available. And on those QR codes are photos, videos, papers, um, exactly what we're talking about within the paragraph where you read it. So as you're reading about, uh, let's say, uh, hair extraction from the Al Moon knee impressions, there'll be a QR code down there. You scan your phone with it, immediately, seamlessly takes you into this hidden YouTube channel. And you can relive the experience because we filmed everything. We recorded everything. We, we did all we could as far as uh, archive this. And so those kind of videos will be on, the, on there as well, as well as really good crystal clear anomalous audio sounds. Sasquatch, 
Sasquatch vocalizations, Sasquatch language. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that that's exactly what we caught on there was vocalizations of Sasquatch. So, um, you know, bold claim, but, you know, lots of good evidence pointed at that way. Working with David Ellis of the Olympic Project. And, you know, I, I urge you to go read the book and look at the evidence yourself and come up with your own conclusion yourself. Um, also, there'll be crystal clear anomalous EVPs. There are a couple videos on there of apportations happening in real time. Um, I was a part of two of these things and everyone's got their phone with them. So I rolled video. And if you don't know what an apportation is, it's when objects come in to existence through space and time that shouldn't be there. And, uh, this is, you know, the strangest that is living inside of a portal. And so it is a Bigfoot story, but I'm telling you, when you get involved with the Bigfoot phenomena, all the other weirdness will usually come flooding in when you're working with these extended experiencers like Daryl and Cindy Adam, Adams were. And so that's what's available. That's coming out. The pre-orders, I believe, are going to be taken in the next week. And the website you can find over at HangerOnePublishing.com. That's Hanger, the number one. Type the number one in publishing.com. And there's a little bio on there, and the previous books that are out, or the current books that are out, authors such as myself. But if you want to learn more about the book, go over to strangebrowradio.com, and on the homepage will be the Al Moon Lab intro page. It will take you to the website, it'll uh, tell you a little bit more about what's on these QR codes. But man, coming up with the right stuff, I mean, out of 1,400 hours to come through uh, and trying to find the right EVPs, the right Sasquatch sounds, putting them in order, the right videos to put in order, to label them, to convert everything over to um, Audacity, or in this case, back and forth from my iPhone, which has a an app like Audacity, to see the sounds as a waveform and to edit it all in so it doesn't look like garbage. Uh, I hope I did it justice. Uh, there was a last little bit of information coming in towards the end of the book concerning these crazy mystery women um, and the video from Crimea. Uh, I know I'm playing a lot of inside baseball for people that uh, don't know the story, but uh, it's a crazy story about an EVP that landed on my Tascam recorder and uh, some last minute information came in that blew my mind. I'm leaning in a certain direction uh, about a theory about what's going on with this EVP. And so had to rewrite that chapter real quick. And I'm just leaning into theories. You know, I could be totally wrong about the theories of this, but the action, the facts surrounding all the data. I mean, we can't unsee all 15 or more of us can't unlearn what we've learned out there and the big thing is is that uh, the mysteries like to keep themselves secret and that's uh, that's a good old quote from Errol Wolfnosen you're free to use it so that's what I've been up to and that's uh, that's what's next for me is um, you know trying to get this book in people's hands as much as possible so the book's not available yet 
Um, you can learn more about it, as I said, over at Hangar One Publishing, or just go to strangebowradio.com, and there you'll find out more information about the Al Moon Lab. Now, if you go onto the website, um, if you go onto strangebowradio.com, it'll show you a video that is connected to YouTube. And at the very end of the video is a link, an interview with Daryl and Cindy Adams, previous owners of the Al Moon Lab. That's it. That's the only thing that's public at this moment. And so it's up to you uh, whether or not you want to see the other 40 videos or photographs or listen to the sounds from here. But uh, I would urge you to, to do just that. Uh, if you love listening to Sasquatch stories, stories about ghosts, true stories about ghosts and Sasquatch, true stories about UFOs, and see footage that has never been shown before, maybe one or two of them, uh, well, more than one or two have been mentioned in a PowerPoint that I've done before, but I've, I've never put out much on video about this. It's mostly just been audio, right? So this is your chance to do it. I think the book is going to be uh, definitely under eight bucks uh, from what I heard. And um, so why not do it? You know, it's, uh, it's your chance to learn something new, do something a little bit different in the Bigfoot world if you uh, are leaning a certain direction, let's say. And uh, that's your chance to do it. Now, as I said, coming up October 27th at the Manresa Castle, again, your chance to come join us 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for the great debate between flesh and blood and not flesh and blood. Um, it's going to be a, a fun one, and I'll tell you uh, the next public podcast I do. That would be Season 3, Episode 4, Who's Going to Be Debating? Also, a uh, reshoot of The Strange Stroll, as I said. I'm going to try to get up to Northern State and uh, reshoot again probably on a weekday when there's a chance of less kids out there and uh, put up a new strange film. Now I'd love to get out to uh, Tum Tum Mountain and shoot some footage out there. I'd love to get out to the Mima Mounds and shoot some footage out there. And so that might be the next strange troll to look forward to. Also check out the website SasquatchTheLegend.com. Fill out that application and why don't you if you're close by. Um, it's a great uh, owner and a really nice guy, totally approachable. Um, I'm not going to mention his name right now just to appease the powers that be, but um, it's going to be a good time. And come see Biggie. If, uh, if you're a fan of Forks and all that happened in Twilight, well, you can go to the gift store and then you can see the other thing that is real. <laughs> Besides werewolves and vampires, you can come see biggie the real deal the real wood watcher and don't forget to check out the application uh, if you're interested in that okay that's it for me i will see you again really soon if you want more content you like what you're hearing go over to the youtube channel subscribe now you can go to the strange brow radio youtube channel or you can subscribe to the new all new al moon lab youtube channel and there you'll find that over at strangebrowradio.com, how to connect with that. Subscribe to that as well. And uh, I'll get some more uh, public videos up there for people to look at coming up. All right, that's it for me. Hope you guys are doing great. Wish me luck in the car scenario here. Jeez Louise. 
And of course, if not, I will see you in the trees. The following audio is from one of the videos attached to the QR codes within the Al Moon Lab A Paranormal Experiment book. During this audio clip, Daryl and I chronicled and preserved many gifts and strange items that were left on the property or put in strange places. This is that audio exchange in compilation form. Wow, it's a flat looking rock. Whoa. It's not gonna roll That's off. weird looking. And <laughs> a piece of stick. It just slid down. The stick makes sense. Oh okay, my I'm gosh. Lower it to you. Oh, that's a weird looking one. Look it. Let's see. Oh, it's it? wood. It's wood. It's not a rock. Oh. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, that could get. That couldn't have came off that tree. It's not from the tree, it's from something. Well, here, let's look at that. That's still pretty interesting that that piece of. Feel yeah. how lightweight it is. It's like. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a carved like a piece little of wood. piece of wood that was like nailed or put onto something. Yeah, that's not off a tree. No. Well, how would that get up there? Have no Natural, idea. Naturally. I have no idea. Okay, well, I still count that as weird. That doesn't fly through the air. It wouldn't come off that tree. No. This awning has only been up for like five days. Um, it was rolled up before. I cleaned it off with a hose before I took this out of the the other place it was at. I don't know, I still say that's weird. Let's put it over here. We'll put it on our weirdo pile. Look at this. There's the feather that was uh, sitting there. This rock and this little piece of wood were left on the roof. And this little dinosaur was put in the garage somehow. Okay, so it's one in the morning. We're just getting ready to do a night walk and right here in front of Daryl's house. Uh, all shiny. White marble. There you hold it. I think that's for you. I think it's clear. That is so weird. It's like a It's on your side. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at it. That was placed there. Yeah, just like that 
These are the kind of things that we are made to look for. First, it was this. This was put here. This was moved. Now this was put over by Lisa's name. I think this is new too. This wasn't here when we came by the other day. When Aaron and I were here. She would have. No. How about when I took the picture the other day of it being the same? I'm gonna have to look. But I don't know. No, we would have noticed that. And I was headed out there to do the business. And found this. You can see that it's got a cleared off area right here. This wasn't here because I come out here often. If you look here, it's pretty big. I mean, it's definitely one of the nicer rocks that they've left us. This one is uh, quartzy. Can you hold that for a second, Joe? Yeah, it's some crystal in it. Yeah, look at that. Turn it around, just right. Yeah. Here's like a. Yeah, here's a bed of crystals. Yeah, there's the bed. So we're going to add that into our gift of weirdness. Daryl likes that rock. Yeah, this I haven't seen these rocks around here. Those aren't just floating in the stream. <laughs> no. Floating. It's not really an agate. It's more like a glassy crystal, mm -hmm. quartzy. Yeah, that part's my favorite right there. Those little buttons. Yeah, little, you clean that up. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice. Yeah, but look at this spot here. Look, I mean, you can tell it wasn't just thrown here unless it was thrown from, you know, 150 yards no, in the air. Why would they? Yeah. Yeah, unless it went, blew everything else out. But that's like something to clean that off and set this. Yeah, in. I mean, all it would take is someone that went like that and stuck it there. Yeah. Maybe so I'd notice it. Like, hey, knucklehead. Who knows? I mean, it wasn't thrown up against here because. No new dents. Here's a dent prior dents. There's one, and we did a test dent right there to see how hard you have to throw it to make that kind of business happen. And here's another one. We're noticing that there are a couple of new rocks here so we're looking over the top of this fence and here's this tomato and this pear and this other tomato you can see this one here has a dent it's like they come back this way because the grass is pulled over that way yeah this one looks like it's got a finger impression or an impression on the side it's a good tomato but it came over this fence here the dingleberry that we talked about was hanging down here. And the pear came from the front yard, which is that tree right over there. So those are over there. And then you've got these little trails here. And I was walking over here, found a dog chew toy here and a throwing stick. So we went ahead and gave them to the dogs. 
Anyway, it's part of the head scratching phenomena here. Okay, this is aggregate rock here. It's on the property and it's uh, a familiar rock that we find. I'm imagining that it was used to hit this log. And these collected pieces here, they, somebody is collecting these. Since we haven't seen anybody throw them, I, I'm just gonna leave everybody's imagination here, but aggregate is uh, the choice throwing rock that we find here. And we find different varieties of it. This is a very common one that we find. And we know that these rocks uh, aren't delivered here by, you know, a weather anomaly. Um, we, we do full sweeps of the land here and they just turn up and, you know, through the night we'll hear that sound. And then we'll find these rocks. So this is one sample of the aggregate rocks. All right, come play show and tell. Oh my God. It's, it's time again. Did you see those dogs? No. Yeah, it's time again oh, there. Oh shit. Come Where on. Is it? Let's play. I like to film your reaction as this happens. No rocks on the trucks? No, this one's good. Oh my god. Keep coming out here. Follow me. looking you're on the head in the right direction you're doing good that's not your ball no <laughs> what <laughs> oh, god. oh my god here we go no look at this what? Oh. is that your ball no do you play baseball did we talk about baseball did I think did we I don't think we did did we I don't think so. I can't remember. You know what's interesting too about it, Daryl, is that it's dented in the ground and it's a real ball. Pick it up there and you'll see the crater. Pick it up. See oh, that? wow. Yeah. That was like slammed yeah. there. Wow. That's the real deal.